Okay, ready? Yeah. <coughs> Welcome to Nicholas's cage. He's doing a strip tease in the back. In the cage. In the cage. Back. Oh, he's taking off his snakeskin jacket. He's wearing snakeskin underwear. Ooh, do you think Nicholas Cage has snakeskin underwear? Like a G-string. Ooh, yeah. I could totally see him Definitely. being a man thong wearer. Yeah. He's got like one of those Borat mankinis. Yeah, 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 for sure. Snakeskin. Yeah. Uh, hello, hello. Welcome to Nicholas's Cage. We're back. Um, we haven't, I mean, we haven't recorded for a while, but we've had episodes, but we're back. We had Christmas. We had New Year's. Alice, it was all right. Yeah, I, I showed my family Vampire's Kiss over Oh, Christmas. did you? Yeah. Oh, how did it go down? Uh, my brother Not well. didn't really get it. <laughs> my dad enjoyed it. Oh. Uh, my mom, she didn't get it. Well, I, I mean, I hope I hope that everyone, what a, what, a, what a festive film to share with your family over the holidays. I mean, I recommend. Oh, for sure. I recommend your family showing it to mom and dad, grandma, definitely. grandpa. Everyone. Grandparents, yeah. Definitely get your grandparents in there. They'll be like, what's going on? But they'll, they'll My mom it. was like, this is for drug druggies. <laughs> she was like. <laughs> she was like, I don't get it because I'm not a stoner. I'm am not I a drug addict. I was drugs? like, I'm not a drug addict. <laughs> like, what's wrong with it? Your mother thinks that you're a drug addict. <laughs> um, actually, funny enough, uh, Nicolas Cage also came up with, came up during my Christmas because I got a very great um, signed photo from uh, my Thomas, and that was good. Um, so obviously, of course, everybody was like, "Wow, do you really? Is this a, is this a joke? Do you, or do you really like Nicolas Cage this much?" And I was like. It's not a joke, sir. I do like Nicolas Cage this much. And I gave them the reasons for it. And you know what? Some people didn't agree. And I had to argue. And I stood strong and presented my facts, I think. And I don't think that I won them over. But <laughs> <laughs> the point is that I stood strong. I was shocked, honestly, to have someone be like, oh, no, he's no good. What? Who do you think you are, sir? Yeah, I was shocked that, like, I thought... I don't know. I thought my brother would have gotten the movie more. But he was mm. like, he's he's overacting. He's and I'm like, no, that's the point. He's choosing he's this. But also, that's the intention of the director was for yeah. him to act that way. The director had a scene in it with Mimes, and he cannot remember why he had that scene in it with Mimes. Like he was on another. Like he was, he was out there, and so was Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's that was the whole point of that movie. Anyway. Welcome to Nicholas's Cage. I hope you also argued with your family about Nicholas Cage over the holidays. Um, I know I enjoyed doing it. It's more fun, honestly, to argue about Nicholas Cage than, like, politics, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, at least we're helping the world in some way. Maybe one day Nick will run for governor of Las Vegas. That'd be cool. I could see him. I could see him definitely being, like, a, like, not a real politician, but, like, like a name, you know, where they give him like the key to the city and say like, you're, you're the party governor of Las Vegas, <laughs> you know, it's a made up title. Um, so I'm trying to think some other new stuff. Oh, I, I have some actually, um, some cage news. We talked about this the last time. 
Um, but Cage has a very a brand new film out, which some of you might not realize because it's an animated film, so you might not realize Nicolas Cage is in it. But Nicolas Cage plays the um, uh, noir, noir Spider-Man. Yeah, thank you. In um, Into the Spider-Verse. Apparently, it's a really good film, and everyone heard... should go see it because it's not getting um, the the numbers that it needs. It should. And yeah, it's a, a shame that people. It is. The animation looks awesome. All of the different Spider-Mans, men's that they chose were were cool. Like, we haven't seen a Miles Morales. We haven't seen Spider-Gwen. We haven't seen a lot of those things yet. Um, when I was watching Kevin's... I watched this video about Kevin Smith talking about Spider-Man, and he, of course, talked about this movie, and he couldn't get over the fact that there's, like, a spider-pig. And he's like, the fact that I see... I'm going to see this storyline in my time is ridiculous. He was very pumped for it. But it looks great. Um, I actually read a funny article um, where the the people that the directors of the movie or whatever, because they had Nicolas Cage playing noir Spider-Man, they just like wrote a bunch of stuff that they knew they weren't going to use in the movie, but they just wanted to hear and say. <laughs> so apparently there's a lot of like B-roll footage of just like Nicolas Cage pretending to be Spider-Man in a booth somewhere, like saying a bunch of horrible stuff. We need to get our <laughs> hands so on that bad. B-roll. Yeah. They were saying they could make like a whole like X-rated film just, just with the stuff Nicolas Cage said. <laughs> Um, but I definitely, I want to see it. Oh, wait, I wonder if they're showing it at, like, the watershed or something. We should go. Yeah, I was supposed to see it today, but I... Uh, oh, yeah, I, I want to go see eat. it. Um, and then he's also going to be doing teen, the new Teen Titans movie. Uh, he's going to be playing Superman in that. Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, he's been... Uh, I, when I, you know, So every week I sort of check up on Cage and just see what he's doing, you know, see where he's at. And um, so one of the news things that I found really interesting this past week so i don't know if you know this everyone but it shouldn't surprise i feel like it's not surprising but uh nicholas cage is huge in china like huge why in china he to i don't know for some reason the chinese see him as like the ultimate box office like movie star he's won like a bunch he's won like best actor and a bunch of like awards and stuff over there he's like really really popular in china so um let's see when the international film festival and awards in Macau announced that visiting talent ambassador <laughs> Cage would, um, he was recently there and hosted an acting masterclass. <laughs> um, we need to get tickets to his acting masterclass. It's already happened. It's in China. We're never going to get there. Come to, come to Bristol, Cage. But yeah, uh, I thought that would be pretty funny. Uh, he's also got a new movie coming out that actually looks pretty good called The Prisoners of Ghostland. I read something very quickly that was just saying that, like, um, it, it kind of ma- reminded me of Mandy of the, the, like, way they were describing it, like, how it was, like, really weird and, like, all out there and a lot of, like, strange visuals and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see that when it comes out. Also, for anyone who wants to see some Cage movies, uh, Netflix has just put out a new one with Cage in it. Uh, it's called The Humanity Bureau. Bureau. It looks terrible. <laughs> and I'm sure we will be watching it at some point. <laughs> But probably later today. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's probably gonna end the night. All right. Are you ready to get on to the the meat of the show? Hit me. Hit me. All right. This week we are talking about snake eyes. That's me being a snake. Snake eyes. Oh God. God. Um. Stop it. Hey. Disgusting. Um, which 
uh, it's a, a snake eyes is like a gambling term, isn't it? Like when you roll yeah, when snake you roll eyes, two ones. which is a, a film not about gambling at all. I, don't I know. only know that because of. The Nightmare movie? Before Christmas. Oh, they like yeah. They roll the snake eyes and the little snakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but so the title doesn't... There's no snakes in the movie. Uh, there's no gambling. There's no... Doesn't he wear the snakeskin jacket in this no, movie? No, not even the snakeskin I, jacket. You, that blows my mind. Because I know. I could have sworn he wore he definitely, a snakeskin he, he jacket the weird, entirety of this movie. He definitely wears a weird... Outfit? In my memory, he is wearing a snakeskin jacket. <laughs> I feel like in my memory, he's always wearing a snakeskin jacket. Oh, I also have to say this up front. And I have... I'm not proud of this. But I did watch this movie again before we recorded. Just to make sure I remembered everything. And I... This is the... this movie, I'm trying to word this carefully. This movie is the most attracted to Nicolas Cage I've ever been. Sexy lady, what's the problem? All right. Okay. I think he. I think he actually looks all right in this movie. I don't remember what he looks like in this one. Oh, here. Let me show you a picture. Show me. Get a pic. Yeah. Let me get a. Pic. We need a quick Nick pic. <laughs> Gross. Oh, well, she sends me Nick pics all oh, the time. Oh, he just keeps sending me Nick pics. Um. Do you reckon? <laughs> I would love to get a Nick pic from Nick. <laughs> Is that what? Do so, you think that's what he calls that's what he it? Calls when, him. when he calls it, when he sends Dick pics, it's like, oh, here's a Nick here's pic. A Nick pic. <laughs> Oh, you make me sick, Lou. Do you think Nicolas Cage sent dick pics? I don't think oh, so. Definitely. What? Definitely. No. Yeah. Who is he sending dick pics to? To like women he's 20 years old. younger. Yeah, than but he's too old to think <laughs> that way, surely. No. No way. Hmm. Look at him. He looks filthy. <laughs> he looks like a pervert. Just look at him now. Have you seen what he looks like now? Yes. He looks like he... He looks like he's cosplaying He looks like Elvis. he's just covered in lube at like all points. Yeah, he does. Because I was made for this sewer, baby, and I am the king! See, he's wearing that weird, no, like, I think he coat. looks better in the one where uh, he has a hook for a hand. No, he looks, oh. he looks good in Moonstruck. <laughs> Moonstruck. You, like him, you like him before he got his teeth done. Yeah, I like him when he's like, yeah. yeah. I like the early cage. Yeah, okay. And plus the hook, it really adds to the oh, whole look. God. I don't even want to get into that. Who knows? I don't even want to unbox. I don't want to unpack that. I don't want to figure out where that comes from in your childhood. You are a disgusting human being. Um, okay, so we're going to talk snake eyes and um, look, okay? This is this is difficult. I've set myself a task for every episode and it's not easy, okay? And sometimes these movies are not easy to connect to Cage's life. So he has a gambling addiction. I assume he has I one. I tried to look does up. He, you have, that does was he my, have a gambling that addiction? That was my first thought. And I Googled everything that you could possibly think of, of the chain of words between Nicolas Cage gambling and whatever. But all that came up was just like, oh, Nicolas Cage losing all his money. And it's like, well, there how is, did he lose his money? There is no way that Nicolas Cage has not lost I mean, he loves Las Vegas. Or he millions in a, in a casino. Like, there's no way. Like, he's definitely like... But like, like you know how like some celebrities are like really into poker or something like that. Like I was hoping. Do you think he just wins like all the time? I don't know. Or maybe he just does like shady backroom, like ones. I reckon like, he walks into a casino. Like everyone like bows to his feet. <laughs> he gets some girls that like on his shoulder, and he just has a good time. And he's been doing. That's just my head cannon of Nick Cage. Me too. I mean, so. I mean, look, he, the man can't live in Las Vegas as long as he has and not gambled. So either he I'm just... I'm surprised that there's no stories about him. No, gambling. there's no like story of him kicking off. There's no like, um, like there's no rumors or anything of like owing people money or anything like that. 
So yeah, that's what I was hoping to do, but couldn't find it. So I had to lean on the fact that there's simply the word snake in the title. What about boxing? <laughs> no. Did you do anything with boxing? No. Has he ever boxed anyone before? <laughs> no. Um, so uh yeah so i'm gonna so i trawled the internet to find every time that cage has mentioned owning or being a near snake. a snake or a reptile and i'm going to That's talk about many that many times yes he does <laughs> if any any everyone should know now that if nick cage had a fursona it would be a snake oh, yeah, yeah like a he'd, spirit be a, animal. he'd be a scaly and he would have a snake sona yeah and that's his that's his spirit animal Ew. we've decided and he's decided he's lived he lives oh, his sure. life by the snake by the snake yeah definitely it's 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 his spirited animal it's his it's his it's his everything man yeah um so i'm gonna talk about the film first so yeah like i said we saw we watched snake eyes which has nothing to do with snakes had no, has nothing to do with snakes not a it's, snake it's, not a snake in there not even a snake skin print as we established it's about boxing it's about boxing and crime yep uh so that's this is 1988 so this is like prime cage this is two years after he's won the oscar he's like at the top of his game this is where he's putting out like face off like all those big huge hits um so this is uh brian de palma uh directed this movie which is you know he's he's a big name he did carrie he did scarface the untouchables the first mission impossible etc etc um you know his career was better (laughs) i think when he was starting than it is now um but Brian De Palma, especially like if you've seen Scarface, he has a very specific way of putting a movie together. There's a lot of quick cuts. There's a lot of long takes. There's a lot of, you know, the camera moves around yeah. a lot. So that's all um, evident in this film. Uh, I'll quickly go over the overview of the movie just so we can get that out of the way. Uh, so Detective Rick Santoro, which I thought it was Rick Santorum. Santorum. And I was like, oh my God, that's a politician. Like that, how weird. This, like the whole time we watched it the first time, I thought he was saying his name was Rick Santorum. And I was like, what? No, Santoro. That's Nicolas Cage. Hi, Rick Santoro. Hello, Richard Santoro. I'm Ricky. Has never played by the rules. When he attends a high profile boxing match with his friend, Navy Commander Kevin Dunn, Gary Sinise, as well as Defense Secretary Kirkland, he witnesses a terrorist assassinate Kirkland. Despite a lockdown on the arena, key witness Julia Costello, Carla Gugino, Gugino, I'm not really sure how to say her last name, escapes, and Santoro begins to suspect Kirkland's death is part of a much larger conspiracy that involves boxing rivals and a beautiful stranger. Ooh. Um, So yeah, so this is all like a kind of like a whodunit type thing, right? Yeah, and it's pretty much set entirely in one hotel slash it's like a casino slash boxing ring like arena thing yeah so uh, yeah um uh pardon my savoir faire admiral why are you so uptight it's fight night uh it's uh, yeah and it all takes place in 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 one place and it's also it's very um let me see so i don't forget wasn't there isn't is newman in this someone's in it not newman the one from Uh. malcolm in the middle the neighbor in Malcolm in the middle isn't there like the, the bit where she hides in someone's hotel room and there's yes, like a fat yeah, guy, the fat guy like yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to no yep you're right and it's either newman it's no either it's, it's the guy Wayne from, Knight or it's the guy from malcolm in the middle malcolm in the middle yeah, man it is, yeah yeah <laughs> i totally, I totally <laughs> forgot about that um that's the best performance of the film 
Well, see, frankly, I was really confused the whole movie because I thought Carla Gugino, Gugino, whatever. I thought she was Rachel Weisz for like the 50, half of the movie. And I was like, Rachel Weisz? Like, why? I didn't know she did a movie with Nicolas Cage before. But she's not. In fact, this is the woman that played the mom from Spy Kids. Um, that's how I figured out. That which is she was, also a good movie. <laughs> which is great. Do you know that Spy Kids 3 was like one of the only movies that I... Spy Kids. I think I... No, I didn't walk out of it. I like turned it off. Silently turned but like, it off. I know. I rented it, turned it off, and, and then shook returned your head. It. <laughs> As like a ten year old, just like, what like, is this trash? Because me and my friend, yeah, we were like ten, and we like rented it, and we both like turned to each other, and we were just like, we can't watch any more of this. <laughs> so we critical. <laughs> which was the, which was the Spy Kids with the th- that was the first one, right? The, yeah, the th- first one, two are solid films. So. First two are solid. Yeah, no, it the was, third it one was, was the, a disappointment. It was Spy Kids three D. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's too wild for my. Face. <laughs> you out there have a heart for christ's sake um yeah so if you watch this movie that is not in fact rachel vice uh with nicholas cage that is someone entirely um like i said uh brian de palma was all over this movie he directed produced and was credited with the story credited with the story um so uh in my readings too i saw de palma they like a lot of people said that he had a hand in a lot of the rewrites of the story and people online seem to think that De Palma is stronger as a director and not strong as strong as a writer. And I think if he did kind of have rewrites on the script, it fits like, cause to me, I really liked the movie, but I think it, it, it falls apart in the last third. Yeah. I think that the direction is good in the movie. Like the long shots, the whole first, the first 20 minutes is just one long take. It's great. And it might not be one long take, but it's made to look like it's one long take. Well, yeah, no, I watched it again and I tried to be really like watch closely and i think it is one long take for at least like 10 minutes or something yeah. like that it goes on for a while yeah. and the camera work is really good it's and, really impressive but yeah it does get it does drag on a bit yeah i uh, yeah because i like stories like this like um uh, that take place in one place and that have a lot of different points of view it's like it's very hitchcock you know like how he used to he used to do a lot of stuff like that mm. and i like movies that are you know quick and that don't have too many subplots and that have a good pace but i I don't know this. Yeah. Something about the ending with this was just a little dissatisfying. Um, but let's see. Did you, what did you think about it, Alice? Or just off the bat, if you remember, I'd say it was, I'd say like if five is like an average, this is like a six. Okay. I'd say it was good. Better than average, but it not was, great. It was better than average, but I wouldn't watch it again or particularly mm. remember R- it yeah. later, you know? Okay. Well, it's kind of that kind of like is re- uh, reflected with like the critical response and like how people like it, this didn't really like this movie didn't do bad but it didn't do great. Yeah, it, it, d- it doesn't make an fine. impact, but yeah. it's a competent film. It's like yes, a- yeah, it has a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's a little low, honestly, for me. But um, they um, also too like Brian De Palma was really like was a really big name, and I think he was just kind of starting to go down the tube a little bit. If you Ask me, mm. um, you know, because in the 60s and 70s, he was really killing it. I mean, um, so I think there were a lot of people were comparing this to his like older work and it wasn't really like holding up as much. Um, also, our guy, uh, our Robert Ebert, did not like this movie. He gave it one star. I see this shit happen every day. Which I thought was a little harsh, but I will agree with this quote. Um, it says... We've established that Ebert is not a Cage fan, haven't we? No, I think he is. I think he's a Cage fan. I think he gets really pissed when they don't 
use him to his full advantage. Mm. Um, R.I.P. Roger Ebert. I mean, if I'm wrong, please don't haunt me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know your life. Um, but he had, had this to say about the movie. He said, quote, If Brian De Palma were as good at rewriting as he is at visual style, Snake Eyes might have been a heck of a movie. He isn't, and it isn't. <laughs> it's the worst kind of bad film, the kind that gets you all worked up and then lets you down instead of just being lousy from the first shot. And I think that's really true because the first 15 20, or like 20 minutes of this movie are really, really good, like really great. Like the camera work is great. Nicolas Cage is amazing. You're getting excited. Like all of the action is happening. You don't know what's going on. Um, and it just kind of fizzles out. And then out. it just kind of fizzles out. It does. And I think um, watching it again, so basically what happens is... Like the twist wasn't like big enough that's either. it exactly they re- they reveal the twist too early i think is what it is but um, even when they reveal it it's like okay like because i don't think they let let it like have time to build because mm. they just sort of drop it in your lap and then you're just kind of like oh okay i like we already know who's behind it like that was fast um so yeah spoiler alert so it's it's nicholas cage and his best friend this naval commander and nicholas cage is like the the like seedy beat cop that like does a lot of like shady stuff and gets like money, you know, under the table and all of this stuff. He's like the shady cop, like local cop. And his friend is like the high flying, you know, good guy that like always done the right thing. And he's, you know, in the Navy and he's high up and all this stuff. And, um, as Nicholas Cage gets invited to this fight and, uh the whatever some sort of government official gets assassinated and cage and his friend are trying to figure out who did it but then like sort of right after they set up this whole plot of like okay we need to find out who did it they immediately tell you who did it and say you know oh it's his, it's nicholas cage's friend who we, who we thought was the good guy um who's actually not the good guy and then Cage, of course, doesn't figure, you know, his character doesn't figure that out when we do as the audience. But um, I think I think that's because, yeah, because that was a good twist. It was just like we, we just got told it way too soon. And then the rest of the movie, you're just kind of waiting for Cage to figure it out. Yeah. Um, which isn't as satisfying, I don't think. I, f- I feel like if they had drawn that out yeah, a bit more. Yeah, if we didn't know yeah. and we were, we were figuring out with Cage, yeah. that would have been good. I think, I th- yeah, I think it would have been more impressive. It would have just been like more effective. You would have had more of an emotional reaction. Because I'm thinking of, like, you know that scene towards the end when, when Cage finally figures out that it's him and he, like, turns around and his friend is there and he's, like, you know, they have that kind of scene where he's, where Cage is kind of asking him, like, why would you do this and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, that that then, which is near the movie, would have been good to... Would have been like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where you find out with him. Oh, God. But, um, overall... And Cage is, like, obsessed with this woman. Yes, purely um, at the beginning for like no reason other than she just looks hot and then the guy his friend is like what what is her connection with it because i feel like her, his friend is like i knew you would be distracted by this woman it's the redhead like, yeah yeah um i don't, yeah no i don't i don't really know that's what that's when that's yeah because like the, the she's the, involved in it somehow <laughs> and cage no but is she like, is but then he it. and then he immediately kills her off so there's no you know what i mean like this is kind of what I mean what this movie does. It kind of like sets stuff off up and then just doesn't do anything with it. Like, mm. cause they introduce that, that redheaded lady. Like she's going to have like a big, like she's going to be a big plot point to the movie. And then literally the second that they introduce who she is, they tell you who the bad guy is. And then he has to kill them because they've, you know, because he's can't be figured out or whatever. Um, 
What's he gonna say? Yeah, this is a this is a um a Rashomon type film. Or for those who didn't go to film school like I did, it is uh, a lot like Clue. <laughs> <laughs> Basically the same film. Yeah, where you're just, yeah, where it's the same. There's one incident and this incident is being told over and over again from different perspectives, um, which I, which is interesting. I, I mean, I enjoyed that aspect of the movie. I liked that. I like that setup. It's just, di- it's a little bit different from a normal like action thriller thing. Um. I thought Cage was actually really, really great in this. I think he was the best part about this movie. This is a classic Cage performance. There's a lot of yelling where there shouldn't be yelling. Um, There's just a lot of, like, over-the-top stuff. It isn't lying. You just tell him what you did right and you leave out the rest. But I think it's kind of awesome because um, you see his character really have a huge progression because at the beginning he's just this like smarmy asshole. Yeah, he's like he's like a a bad guy yeah. at the beginning, and greasy then... and gross. And then by the end, you really see him change. Well, it's think... like he is a cop. He's a trained cop. Mm. He's like a sleazy, crooked cop. But yeah. then when you see a crime happens, he's like, oh, I'm going into cop mode now. Yeah, I yeah. He like turns into more. Like, I gotta get to the root of this. Yeah, Rather exactly. before, he's just, like, you know, with hookers, like, doing drugs. Yeah. Just, like, like yeah, going crazy. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Nicholas Cage was um, my favorite part of this whole movie. And he also does some amazing one-liners in this movie. I go back and listen, watch the movies again to get, like, clips and stuff. And I was actually excited to, like, go back into this movie and get clips. Because I knew there was going to be a lot of funny little lines that he said. Um... I will say there was a major plot hole that annoyed me. I don't know if it was, I would call this a plot hole, but it was just like an oversight that frustrated me, when I, especially when I watched it the second time. So, okay, spoiler alert. But towards the end, um, okay, so the lady that isn't Rachel Weiss, <laughs> Carla, whatever, Spike Kids mom, she is like, she works for the company that's doing, so, I don't know, she's involved in this all, somehow. And... Um, like, the bad guys are after her as well. So Nicholas Cage is trying to help her and make sure she doesn't get caught. And he kind of, like, hides her away in this little room. This little metal room. And locks oh, the yeah, door. <laughs> yeah. Locks the door. Locks her in. Um, and she's in there for, like, the rest of the end of the movie. But, like, as she's in there, there's this, like, crazy hurricane going on outside. And at one point, like, something comes off the building and, like, hits the room she's in and, like, makes a huge hole in the room. And then the last half of the movie is her trying to, like, not get killed by this dude who's trying to get her. And it's just like, why? There's a hole in yeah, the like, room. Why like, why can't you just, you just walk out? <laughs> it drives me insane. And, like, there's, like, a whole scene where she's trying to, like, get hiding. the door to open. Well, no, is it, doesn't he tell her not to move? Doesn't he tell her, like, stay here? Yeah, but when I watched it again, like, they're tr- he's trying to get, like, the bad guy's trying to get in the door. And she's, like, shooting at something to try to get out. And I'm like, girl, there is a hole in the wall <laughs> behind you. Just walk out of there. Um... There, there are little things like that in this movie that... It feels like maybe it was cut short. Forgotten. I feel like that when they started filming, they were like... Yes. Yeah, actually, and then as it went on, they were like, all right, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, there's actually a huge one. And I didn't notice this when we watched the movie the first time, but I did on the second viewing. Um, so at the end of the movie, in the very final scene, um, it's between Cage and not Rachel Weiss, which was another thing that annoyed me. They kind of like tacked on this like love story at the end, which I don't think we needed. Um, between them two, like their two characters, I didn't really think they had much chemistry. They didn't really like, I, I, I just didn't think that was necessary, but there's this final scene between the two of them where they meet up again and they kind of like, you know, say like, Oh, what have you been up to since whatever? And, um, Cage at one point says, um, 
Cage makes a reference to having nightmares from the event and being stuck in the tunnels um, and drowning. And I was just like, in the tu- like when I watched that the second time, I'm like, what are you talking about? You're never in a tunnel. There was never any water. Like, why, why are, where, what, what? 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 And it turns out the original ending um, was because they had the big hurricane going on on the outside, there was going to be like a huge like water chase scene. Like the, like they were was supposed to like wash out the arena and then they were supposed to be in the tunnels down, you know, below and get all, you know, it was supposed to be water and craziness. Mm. And um, this was decided to be too expensive. So they switched it for a cheaper and probably weaker ending. But then no one just, no one ever changed <laughs> that line. They just left it in there. And it makes no sense. It's Maybe li- the dream is just unrelated to the uh, events. I guess. Even when it. I watched that the second time, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I think this is another um, little Ebert thing. Um, it says, he says, Cage is wonderful. All the extras and supporting actors hit their marks right on time. The camera work is perfectly coordinated. The energy level is high. There's great excitement. And I'm scrib- scribbling terrific opening in my notes. Alas, slowly at first and then with stunning rapidity, the movie falls apart. It has the elements of a good thriller, and De Palma still has some surprises up his sleeve, but it's a downhill slog. And that's, yeah, that's how I would tell anyone. The I just w- needed a better ending screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the first 20 minutes. I mean, you'll get it from there, and that's probably the best of it. It's like watching the opening of, like, Goodfellas, mm. and then the rest of the film is like, I don't know. It's like, Drive um, Angry. Not Drive Angry. What's well, the... it would be like, um... It'd be like watching Psycho, but if they told you who did it in the first, like, 30 minutes, then you'd be like, well, why the fuck am I watching this? Like, what's the point? Fuck you. Um, okay, so, anything else you need to say, you wanted to say about this movie? Any other, uh, performances you liked? Um, I don't remember anything else Spy Kids Mom? Spy Kids Mom was pretty good. Does he knock over the, uh poker table in this one or is that no. <laughs> which one is that That's... there's so many set in a casino like, man there's so many nick Vegas. cage films set in a casino is, i can't yeah. they're the same film i mean it? this one's more more boxing ring and le- a little less casino but um there but is there's a bit where he's like with the girl he's like they're hiding in the casino yes. and stuff or she's she's in the casino she, yeah no, to... no yeah she is she's trying to hide from him yeah and he um, like picks her up Gary Sinise, I thought was really good as the naval commander guy. Um, where is Gary Sinise? What is he doing nowadays? I feel like he was in a lot of movies in the 90s and now he's not in anything. Let me see. Is he dead? R.I.P. <laughs> this podcast is dedicated to the dead. The death of <laughs> Gary, Gary Sinise. Sinise. <laughs> no, he's still alive. <laughs> All right. What is he doing? Yeah, that's um, uh, Lieutenant Dayan from uh, Forrest Gump. Gary Sinise. I don't know what he's up to today, but um, I thought he was really good in the movie. Um, I thought him and Cage worked well together. Uh, honestly, but yeah, honestly, the this movie for me was just Cage. Cage, like, this is a good, you know, crazy Cage performance movie. Although I don't think it's... I preferred it to, like, National Treasure or something. Yeah, oh no, me too. I feel too. like I would rather watch this oh, than for watch sure. National Treasure. And even on the second viewing, I mean, um, I enjoyed it. Like, I knew, I kind of knew what I was getting in for, so I didn't have, you know, expect much. But um, but I enjoyed it. I mean, this is like a movie, like, if it was on TV and I was flipping channels, I'd probably stop and watch it. 
Yeah. Yeah. The deluxe has meatballs, baby. All right, I gotta go. The fight started. It's a good way to pass time. Yeah, especially because, you know, Cage is uh, um, entertaining in it, and in it, he's entertaining in it throughout the movie. Like, his performance doesn't go downhill like the movie. I just remembered does. another film that we watched that I think we forgot that we watched. Uh oh. <laughs> Which is the, the one where he's like, he owns a bunch of hotels and he like peeks through the hole and. Oh my god, we totally did. Do you remember did. that? <laughs> Alice, completely... oh no, we're forgetting all of these movies. I we've to... seen so many okay, cage okay. movies that we don't remember. Okay, after this we're going to make a list so that we don't forget. <laughs> what was that called? I don't remember, but he like, he's, it's, uh, that was an awful film because he just, oh, that was he just so bad. That was on so people gross. That was, there was no moral. There was it. no point to it, right? That was like the whole movie and oh, then someone dies. Him jacking off to the other people. And yeah. Then being a psychopath oh no okay (laughs) well look forward to that episode (laughs) we have another cage dump um okay so i think that's pretty much all i have to say about the movie so let's go on you ready to move on to the snakes baby Mm -hmm. snake 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 time snake 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 snake. i'm free baby okay snake (laughs) so we know we all know that cage likes spending his money on weird stuff which i appreciate uh rupert grant also does the same thing i like eccentric men Rupert Grant spent his Harry Potter money on an ice cream truck. I appreciate it. I like it. It's no, no snake. Well, he has turtles and he buys them sweaters. That's so lame. That's, that's, so, so, that's so lamer than cute. Cage in every way. <laughs> whatever. He has so level. much money, he can do whatever he on wants. on the same level. I do not care. There's the man whose life I want! Um, okay, so but uh, as you can imagine, there's quite a few instances with Snake snake related stuff with cage in the news um so we all know about the great snakeskin jacket and wild at heart which was cage's own personal jacket that made his you know made its way into the movie uh we've also mentioned a few snakes snake instances on the pod already uh in ghost rider we pointed out how cage based his performances on his cobras uh he talks about this in a great interview with david letterman and he's mentioned his pet snake on letterman a few times um so the first story will be about Cage um, not owning these snakes. He was just handling these snakes for a movie, a recent movie. Um, it actually sounds really good. Like, he, he said that he did this movie to try and show people that, like, don't forget that I can act. That's cool. Mm. And why is it not out yet? I think it. I think it is. This was, like, a relatively recent interview, so I'm not sure if it's come out yet or if it's, like, just about to come out. It's called Joe. And it's... This was a while ago, sorry. Not a while ago, but it was 2013. Oh, that is not a not recent movie. Not as new movie. as I thought it was going to be. Rough-hewn boss Cage of a lumber crew courts trouble when he steps in to protect the youngest member of his team from an abusive father. So it's like just straight up drama. Um, but in an interview, in, in the movie apparently there's a scene where Cage handles a snake. And picks him up and, I don't know, does something with him. And, uh, of course, Cage handled this in, like, a typical Cage way. So I got this all from an interview with Vanity Fair about the movie. Cage said, quote, I real <laughs> Okay, so these are some wild quotes, okay? <laughs> so, quote, I realized that I'm one of those people where, um, I don't know what that word is. That can't be the right word. Sorry, I think I wrote something wrong down. Stents? <laughs> Stents. Stunts. Stunts. That's what I meant. Stunts and caffeine 
actually slow me down and relax me, which is actually very similar similar to Katya, which which she said about like her drug abuse in uh, Drag Race. Yeah. Oh no, and and that in her podcast because she said that like when she's not on drugs, she's just like wow, like all over the place. She said when I'm calm is when you need to worry about me because <laughs> that means I'm taking something. Um, so I guess Cage is similar in a way, I guess. Um, where, like, he needs to do something wild in order to calm down. Which is why he owns many snakes. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, constantly it, put him on it. It relaxes him, he says. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is another crazy quick Cage quote. So he said, uh, when I knew there was going to be a snake in the scene, I set in the scene the Joe, the movie that we're talking about. He, well, whatever. I said, well, you're going to have a real one, right? They said... Well, we have one, we have a snake with venom and one without. And I said, well, I want the one with the venom. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he did. He wants to suck the venom out himself. (laughs) Um, So he goes on, he says, uh, but I said that I wanted to pick the snake up and use it in the scene. David said, why? And I said, because it will relax me. I realized that it wasn't about the glory of holding a real cottonmouth snake. It was about surfing the adrenaline up to the moment of getting it in my hands so I could get control of my own anxiety and and adrenaline so I could do my five-page scene with Ty. And it worked. So there's... there's... That's a little life hack for any actors out there. (laughs) Just like... That's what he said in his master class. for a bit (laughs) until you feel calm enough to do your... That's what he said in his Chinese master class. Young thespians, get a snake, get a snake, rub it, play with it, and then do your scene, and it will be much, much better. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, hold on, there's more to this. I like the one where he's like in the interview, where he's just sit, says that he just likes to sit, put a chair in front and of the snakes, yeah, and that was just a sit there with a glass of wine and just watch the snakes. That was a day <laughs> Like imagine just like I mean, yeah, entering like an empty mansion and there's just. Nick Cage a sitting, spotlight. yeah, spotlight, just sitting in a grand chair with a glass of wine and like a robe, and he's just like staring at the snakes. We're just in silence the whole night, <laughs> <laughs> or like classical music is playing, and he's just staring. At he's the just, and he's just like wearing like a smoking jacket and nothing else, <laughs> just fully nude. Look at you, 007. Man, I'm so impressed. I want to get your autograph or something. Um. <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. oh, here's just some weird, other weird stuff. Never mind, I don't actually need to say that. Okay, um, so that was so that yeah, so that's Cage's acting tip. Uh, in case anybody's wondering, he might, may or may not handle snakes before and after every scene. He does. Um, it's the only way you can get it up. <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> of that, looks at snake. <laughs> speaking of weird sex stuff, Alice. Um, now let's move on to the snakes he's had as pets. <laughs> this will all make sense soon. Um, so he did at one point, um, and these were the, I think these are the snakes he was talking about when he was talking about the, like, his performance in Ghost Rider. Um, so Cage did at one point own two albino king cobras. Um, I actually looked up a little snake facts to try and figure out what kind of snakes these were, because I don't know anything about snakes, because I actually think they're kind of gross, but Sorry. Nicholas Cage. Uh, but king cobras are highly, 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 incredibly, highly venomous and can kill a human with one bite. They have enough venom in one bite to actually take down a full human. 
Um, according to <laughs> cobras.org, um, albino king cobras are actually, you know, as you would imagine, incredibly, incredibly rare. So it must have cost Cage a pretty penny to get two of them. Um, Cage owned these babies for a while, but apparently his neighbors found out about them and did not like the idea of having two highly venomous snakes living next door to them. So Cage had to get rid of them. That's um, so harsh. They're his pets. I know, but like, I get it. Like, what if you have kids and you like... It, it's not going to yell at the cage. Yeah, but What's they do. do? Sometimes th- they do. And, um, well, I don't, don't know. I don't just wanna... look where you're walking. Just don't no, get man, they bitten get by a snake. Freaking pythons and stuff. Yeah, I'm assuming they're the huge. Toilet. I'm assuming they're not like little snakes. They're probably I massive don't like it. snakes. I don't yeah. like it. And you know what? If I was his no, neighbor, I'd be like, nah. I'm pro snake. Cage, get rid of those snakes. I would let Cage have the snake. Nah, nah. I'm with the neighbors. But Cage eventually did give them up to a zoo. Um, Cage said that he actually kept uh, antidote serum on the wall next to the snakes in case anyone got bit so they could easily... Yes, yeah, so he's responsible. He's a responsible uh, snake owner. Yeah, but not if it gets out. And you just give yourself a bit of the antidote. Uh, I don't I'd, like give, it. I'd, I'd buy some antidote and give it to the neighbours. Just so like, like here, in case you, you're worried. You protect nah. yourself with some antidote. No. Nah. And why two? Because they need a little nah. friend. No, no, no. I just don't mess with snakes. I don't like snakes. Um, it's because you are one. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are, lady? <laughs> we need the like RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, according to a Thrillist article I found about these snakes, uh, they wrote, uh, please note that this was just something I read on the internet, so please don't take this to heart. But they, in this Thrillist article, they wrote, quote, untrusted sources say the snakes were used for weird sex stuff. What, so someone has said that Cage used the snakes for weird sex stuff? Yeah. Apparently Definitely he did. Of I mean, course he did. Mm, oh, well, yeah. He is a snake Do you think he like, d- does like a, like a strip he, dance with the he snakes? He is snakekin. He thinks that he is one with the snake. Is he like definitely like slithers around with them <laughs> when he like brings a woman into the bedroom and he's like hey, feel my snake and it starts like like it starts with him and just like getting it's a, like, he's, like an actual snake and just, then like, it turns out to be his penis he's like hey do you want to pet my snake and he's like holding it really low down like around his crotch and she's like wow it's so big <laughs> and then he, and then she looks down again and it's like oh it's just her penis there's no snakes at all um yeah i mean i can't imagine i that that that's where i that's where i peace and then out. she gets like bitten and she's like oh, yeah, that's where I peace out. the second a dude turns around is like oh i've got a surprise for you and he's got a snake I'm like, no. Oh, no. I'm See, I'm more in. I'm like, nope. hell yeah. No, no, no. I do not want to do this! I just don't like it. They move like worms and it grosses me out. I don't like that they don't have legs or hands or feet. Or, I, don't know. I don't like it. I don't like any animal really. That I don't I think I like reptiles to begin with. Period. Oh, you're just wrong in your opinion. Well, sorry. That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> the dude. Um. Okay, so actually... I'll have you know that all of the great reptile tea that I found about Cage, I found on the great website, reptilesmagazine.com. <laughs> um, they had all of the facts. So, But this had a huge headline, <laughs> breaking news, about Cage's, uh, let me get this right, uh, Asian Water Monitor, which is not a snake, sorry. Uh, a monitor is actually like a huge lizard, like a giant lizard. Um, according to Reptiles Magazine, the monitor was named Michael, which I like. Michael, the monitor lizard. I like that. Mickey! I like that they gave him a a person name to Mm -hmm. a lizard. Um, 
But yeah, so this article was all about uh, how Cage had to give up Michael due to his crazy work schedule. He felt he couldn't take a look after him well enough. Where is Michael now? Well, Michael is now in the Wildlife Discovery Center, Center in Illinois. Doing very well. The zoo said that Michael had a few dings and needed to be fattened up, fattened up a bit. But overall, he's in pretty good shape. He's obviously dearly loved as it is very friendly and easygoing. Very cute. Any of you Illinois listeners out there, go visit, go pay Michael a visit. Hell yeah. If we were, if we were there, like, I would go see, like, Cage's pet lizard Michael. Like, excuse me, that. is Michael here? <laughs> That'd be the closest we'll ever get to Cage, is, like, taking a picture with his monitor lizard. Um, also, according to Reptiles Magazine, they dropped this uh, hot fact that I couldn't find anywhere else. Annoyingly, I couldn't find any more info on it. Um, only Reptiles Mag had the tea, but... um. Cage at one point owned a two-headed gopher snake. Like, I don't know. That's cool. I don't know if it was a lot. Like, is it a, was it alive or was it dead? It must have been alive. That's cool. No, yeah, you can get two-headed. Animals. I'd be down to see that, actually. Yeah, I would be down to see a two-headed snake. Um. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, Cage uh, uh, did eventually also gave, give that up to the Autobahn Zoo in New Orleans. Um. Lastly, I know this isn't a snake or a reptile, but it is a fun out there creature, so deal with it. Uh. When Cage bought his two albino cobras, like I mentioned earlier, he dropped, so total for all of that, he, he decided to drop $276,000 on the two cobras and an octopus, which I don't know, maybe, maybe that's, that's a good cool. price. I think, I think snake has good snake. I think <laughs> Cage has good taste in animals. You think? Octopus. Octopus is cool. Octopus, octopus is cool. Octopi is a cool. Yeah. A whole. A Snakes whole, are cool. Lizards are cool. Octopus. I don't. Two-headed animals are cool. Nah. I think I would get along really well with Nick Cage. And I think he's just misunderstood. I mean, I would too, but I just don't want to go to his menagerie. I do. I want to be part uh, of it. I want the snakes crawling around me. I want the two-headed snake like slithering all over me. Gross. Ugh. Um, (laughs) But funny enough, uh, Cage's reason for buying the octopus was what I liked the best. He apparently bought the octopus because he thought it would help with his acting. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I won't mean. I Gotta guess, be one with the octopus. I guess in Ghost Rider, like he kind of used the way the snakes move, so I think that's what he was thinking. He just wants but... to like undulate more. Like... <laughs> wants to have suckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gross. Um, why does he take his acting like lessons from animals? Like he wild just, animals. He does. That's why what he doesn't does. he look at humans? It's nature, man. I'm sure. I'm sure he has a reason for that. I'm sure he would talk. Maybe he had a big octopus about... role that he was gonna play that then that fell through. <laughs> He's playing an animated octopus and was like, I need to get into character. Splat! That's you! Um, yeah, so that's 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 all I got. That's Cage's Snake Eyes, 1998 Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. And Cage's um Yeah, foray into reptiles. I mean, from what I can tell, I don't think he currently has any more reptiles right now. Everything I saw, he had to give them away, so. Well, let's hope that in the near future he gets his some new little snake babies. Oh, what if, like, yeah, what if we met Cage one day and, like, gave him a snake? We could, we like, mail that. him a snake, you know. Oh, yeah, but it, it could die. He, like, do you think he would be so freaked out if someone said I'm a dead snake? I think he'd think it's cool. He'd be like, <laughs> hell yeah. I would be like, someone's trying to kill me. What a weird sign. Oh, he would love that. Okay. Um, I think that's all I got. Until next time. Bye. 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 Oh, we didn't think of an outro. Oh, what's the outro? Until next. Cage. Um. 
should I just do it's, something where it's like, like where we, uh, I don't know. No, it's going to be, and now, until next time, Okay. stay, stay greasy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to think of a sign out, like, what about... Oh, yeah, like how Ryan Seacrest says, like, Seacrest out. Yeah, rage in the cage. Yeah. Pit. Okay. Page. Turn turn new page. In the, in the, in the cage. In the... We're going to rage page. in the cage. And turn rage the page. in the cage. Rage, in rage the cage. against the cage. That's what this podcast should have been called. <laughs> but literally, <laughs> we think of a different title rage every episode. Yeah, that should have been what this is called. Yeah, but we're not angry against the cage. Look, I'm sorry if I... Who gives a shit if you're sorry? Uh, what about uh, mage? Something about magicians. Mage. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Ma- uh, it doesn't have to rhyme. What about what's like a quote of his? Um. Uh. Oh. Uh. Actually, there's a quote of his that would be really good for this episode. That I. Not the bees. <laughs> Don't rage. Watch cage. That's not bad. Don't rage. Uh, oh. Enter the cage. Every great story seems to begin with a snake. Nicholas Cage. And remember, every great story <laughs> seems to, to be- end with a snake. Begin with a snake. All right, let's say it at the same time. Okay, okay. Three, two, two one. And, and remember, remember, every, every great... Sto- <laughs> every great story seems, seems to, begin to begin with a snake. I got to be on TV.